hell are you talking about? <laughs> Convict acts of treason against that like button. <laughs> what else you got? Lay it on me. Threaten the like family's butt. Or th- what is this? Ah, screwing it up already. Threaten that like button. Threaten its family. <laughs> <laughs> Commit heinous acts of treason against the like button. Oh, I like this. Like, I just woke up, like, thinking of those last Okay. Like, like smash right. that like button, I think, is, like, the 2010s, maybe those people. What is that? Generation Z? Like, that's their phrase. Smash that like button. You, you like, started this. I'm coming up with a whole bunch for next time. Oh, yeah. Take it, like, 30 steps for. <laughs> Uh, commit arson on the like fam- like buttons family. Oh, gosh, terrible. All right, good God. Hello, everybody. Welcome to part two of five of our season four finale, where we effectively are trying to give uh, the, the the dads, uh, yeah. the, those who think that there aren't any good movies in the last twenty years. There's, there's real, ain't no good movies these days. There, there's just nothing they don't good make them like they used to. Uh, in case you're just starting with this episode, uh, I was having a conversation with my father about the cheap theaters in Phoenix, and I said, let's go see a movie. And he goes, Nikki, there hasn't been a good movie in 20 years. And uh, I was uh, taken aback, and I said, Dad, I could give you a list of 50 in the last 20 years. And that's what this whole exercise is, is can I give my dad a list of 100 movies from the last 23 years that I can just print off a of hand and say, here, I don't ever want to hear you say that again. Now, now we shall if see. you missed the first episode, we were supposed to come up with 20, and Nick had, like, what, 32? I think, yeah, if I go through 2000 and 2005, my total list was 126, but I, <laughs> we're, we're just... I, and I thought, man, 2006 to 2010, like, I left off at 126. What number could I really get to? 235. <laughs> 235 so now, far in the last 10 years. I stuck to my 20. <laughs> I took off some of my favorite movies like there are movies on this list that are not that i like less than some of my favorite movies because i thought it more fit the vibe we were going for and i will say this too there are certain movies that i just wrote down that i still have not seen that i think i really need to see yeah i think so like so 2006 2006 there were movies like apocalypto which i haven't seen but i've heard is really good movies like the good shepherd i like that fathers um I think I had actually I had seen Inside Man. That was good. The Guardian with Dennis Quaid and Ashley Kutcher. I heard those mm, were all good movies. So I just wrote them down just in case, yeah. just in case, because uh, it's always good to go back when you need a movie to watch. That's right. But but man, first on this list, and one I don't hear recommended enough that I remember thoroughly enjoying was Annapolis with James Franco, a movie about a guy mm. who goes to the Naval Academy. It's an enjoyable men's military movie. There's boxing. Hoorah. There's drama. It's yeah, it's a good flick. What about you? Uh, my number one is the best James Bond movie ever made, Casino oh, Royale. That is 100% true. It is the best James Bond movie ever made, and that is also on my list. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, I, I and I, the, the other thing, too, people, is we're trying to make this a little bit hard on ourselves. So, like, The Three Burials and Melchiedis Estrada is on here, and that's one I fully recommend. But I'm trying to make it harder, so I'm like, uh, I can't recommend what we've already gushed about, but I totally recommend that one. Mm-hmm, my second mm-hmm. one, man, thank you for smoking. Oh, what I, never, I missed that. Movie. What a great movie. Yeah. I missed that one great in 2006. Movie. That, I mean, and then we had the Magician movie, so I have both Illusionist and The Prestige written down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then to Plus top off, because I had, well, let's see, one, two, three, four. Okay, five, hey, really quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What's your yeah. favorite Magician movie? Prestige or Illusionist? Oh, it's The Prestige. I'm an Illusionist man. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. The problem is The Prestige, I guess, the ending about 20 minutes in, that kind of ruined it for me. That is, you know... Do you have difficulty shutting off that part of your brain or do you just not care? I don't have difficulty to me in that one. It seems, I don't know why I just, 
partway through the it was about 20 minutes in i'm like oh he's got a twin it wasn't like i tried to figure it out <laughs> spoiler for the prestige <laughs> that's all right they're only getting the list they're not listening to the list <laughs> that's right um, but I also chalked in Deja Vu, which is probably my favorite Denzel Washington movie, uh, and Stranger Than Fiction, which also has uh, been crushed on movie. the show way back in season one with Joseph Cohen. All right, so. my second. I only have two for 2006. Again, I had a lot more, but I cut them down, and I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and look at them right now. But uh, yeah. my favorite Martin Scorsese movie, The Departed. Departed. What a great I knew movie. I had to underline that one. I knew that that what one would come movie. up. Shipping up to Boston. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, a lot of great runner up, runners up that year. Hoodwinked from friend of the show, Corey. Um, Absolutely. Rocky Balboa is great. That's Little Miss great Sunshine one. is great. Nacho Libre is great. Pursuit yes, of Happiness yes. is great. Click, yes. Mission Impossible 3, Talladega Nights, and to cheat, all three Pirates of the Caribbean movies are under this list. <laughs> so 2006 was a great year. 2006 was a great year. I forgot how many of these I saw in theaters. I saw so many of these in theaters. I mean, I've pirated a few. What about 2007? 2007, one of my all-time favorite movies, No Country for Old Men. No Love that one. No Country for Old Men. Had a feeling that'd be on there, because yeah. at the same time that they did um, There Will Be Blood. Yep, but I didn't which that one. I didn't put that one on there, even though I think it's almost as good as No Country for Old Men, but it is so painful to watch. In a, in a good way, yeah. but not, yep. I mean, it's one of those you watch it once and like, I'll see it again in 20 years. And that's the thing, too, is we want – there are a number of great movies on this list that I don't think are great for the list of the Boomer Dad stuff. Right. I almost didn't so, put No Country for that reason, but it's like a top five for me, so I had to. Well, I mean, Sweeney Todd, Shoot Him Up with Clive Owen, Walk Hard, Dewey Cox, Hot Rod, one of my favorite comedies of all mm-hmm. time, Dan in Real Life, Disturbia, Enchanted, Knocked Up to an Extent, Wild Hogs is definitely the most like dad movie I can even think of. And 300 are all great movies yeah. that I just didn't think worked for this list. Great. But I did pick Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, I struggled with it. I had Pan's Labyrinth. I took it off. Yeah, I struggled okay. with that one. I had it on here, but I took it off. That was, yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Definitely. I did pick two super deep cuts. One okay. is The Lives of Others. Okay. I which actually beat Pan's Labyrinth, so it's a really amazing German movie. Um, super, super deep, duper good. Um, and then... The movie Once, the it's oh great movie, an Irish movie. Yeah, so I it, that it became that one or Lars and the Real Girl, and I went with oh, Lars and the Real Girl. It is just great. I love that movie. So those both are two of my really great movies cuts. that I've gone far too long without watching again. Yeah, right. So is that your 2007 list, or you got any more? I do have two more. Okay, all right. So I'll, one I'll of throw them, one I out. actually yeah, please do. I'll throw one out there. I, I've got four more. So. The, and, and most of these, like some of these, everybody remembers, but most of these, I feel like, are were great movies that people have forgotten. Uh, did you ever see Charlie Wilson's War? I did not. Tom Hanks and yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. Really great movie. A little bit of nudity okay, at the beginning. I'm going for worn dads because I know how you can be about that. <laughs> but but a really <laughs> great movie. Really entertaining, political, not really thriller, but you know, it's got elements. I have only seen the scene. With Philip Seymour Hoffman flipping off in the office, but I can't remember what he was flipping out about. It's great. It's, I recommend okay. it. All right, give me another okay. one. Um, it's kind of a cheat. I picked Juno just because I think that's one of the better indie films Juno's on good. this entire list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked that one, and to close it out, dude, a movie I already took my dad to, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is the last one I had on my, on okay, my, on cool. my 2007. So, yep, yeah, Hot Fuzz. Absolutely. I think that's one of the more accessible um, 
Nicholas, uh, what is his last name? I forgot already. Edgar Wright. Oh, yeah. And Simon. Um, it It's my favorite of that trilogy. I've got the Correct, poster yeah. up in my bedroom. Absolutely, um, man. Yeah. Uh, and then two other honorable mentions, 1408 for any dad who needs some horror in their life, and Premonition, a surprisingly good Sandra Bullock movie. Hmm. Excellent. So, so I, I also added to this list Michael Clayton. Because nice, I had that on there, but that I, that's is, one that I hadn't seen. It's a great, great thriller. I mean, oh, Michael Clayton is one of those. Uh, there's a list of movies somebody gave that uh, just pops if you desaturate it and make the movie black and white. Ooh. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark in black and white is like. Bleh. Have you seen the oh. Steven Soderbergh cut of Raiders? I have not. Oh, okay. You gotta let me gush for just a second. Okay, so, please. So Steven Soderbergh ha- started posting these edits and he's not really editing but it, but it like challenges for aspiring filmmakers to watch to learn something and one of his most famous ones is he took Raiders of the Lost Ark he took all the color out so he just desaturated it and he put the Trent Reznor score from the social network over it so there's no dialogue and he says Whoa. just just watch the composition watch how Spielberg frames the shots watch the lighting and man the movie now I know I've seen it a hundred times but the movie I truly believe you could follow the plot of that movie without a single line of dialogue that's incredible. It's a cool way to watch the movie. I gotta give that a shot then. Yeah. Shoot, is that like free online or? Yeah, he's got it posted. Uh, maybe they he took it down, but it was so popular you'll find it somewhere. Brilliant. Yeah, that is brilliant. Michael Clayton is also great in black and white. You really get that chiaroscura, the the black and dark, and mm-hmm. it's really fun to watch in black and white. Love it. I did have two one two more honorable mentions. Would be Rescue Dawn with Christian Bale, a really good Vietnam War movie. And Painted Veil with Edward Norton. So just two other mm. ones that weren't quite right for the dads. I will add on here, and I have this on my list, and it could be a stretch because it's very violent, but I do really like Zodiac. I think that's a great oh, – it's one yeah. of my fav- probably my favorite newspaper movie. Yeah, man. I remember when that came out, it was such a big deal. They like recreated San Francisco with CGI, and it was like really yeah. good CGI because it's Fincher. Fincher only uses super-duper good CGI. I had completely forgot about that one. Yep. Um, it was funny that you, real quick pause, it was funny that you mentioned Spielberg because there was a post today on r slash movies about how Spielberg kind of predicted this current summer blockbuster slump that we're in right now where mm-hmm. they would, you know, the industry would spend too much money on movies and then it wouldn't make it back. And it's kind of what Disney's going through a little bit right now. Totally. But we'll see what uh, the Barbie Oppenheimer stuff does. It sounds like they're having good sales for both of them. Brilliant. I mean, I, I got my tickets for Mission Impossible tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, very good, man. Oh, it's hard to do part one in theaters. It's actually hard to wait, which is I hear this you know, one the has regular a thing conclusion. everyone did thirty years ago. <laughs> I, I I hear this one has a nice ending. Like it's not you okay. don't you don't feel like you lost the last act of the movie. Brilliant. So oh, I'm excited. All right, two thousand and eight. What do you got? I mean, I assume we both have the the, the one, right? We probably do. I have four. I've got with four. A, Heck of a lot of honorable mentions. Um, Changeling, Speed Racer, Bedtime Stories, Cloverfield, Tropic Thunder, Get Smart, oh, Kung Fu yeah. Panda. I didn't count Dark Knight because I said the trilogy already in the last episode. I didn't, so I put the Dark Knight here. Yeah, oh yeah. Be Kind Rewind is on here. Ugh. Doubt is a great movie. Yes. Um, Rock and Rolla. The Counterfeiters is another foreign film that I remember really, really, really liking, but I haven't seen it since 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my four would be... Gran Torino is Great at the very movie. top. In Bruges, 
Oh, yeah. I need to rewatch that one. It's been a long time. One you may not know, The Visitor. I recommended The I Station Agent that. in the last episode. The Visitor is the same writer-director. It's his very next movie um, about a family that effectively finds out that there are squatters living in their house, but they're immigrants, and it's a really kind of sink-your-teeth-into-indie kind of film with like great themes in it and a really good acting performance. I actually think the the dude, I think he won Best Actor over like everybody else that year. I'll have to <laughs> double-check on that. Uh, and then one that people said would be forgotten. I can't forget it because I love it. Slumdog Millionaire. Great movie. I haven't seen it since theaters. Movie. I need to watch it one too. That, this has been good just for that. I have watched it since then. Oh, so good. So the 2008, uh, I have mostly you? blockbusters. I've got The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. which I think is the winner of 2008. Mm-hmm. Um <sighs> I, I think I've declared this one as a movie that I like and and I, I, I on the podcast, but I stand by it. You know what? Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls, not as bad as everybody go. remembers it. It's, That's right. <laughs> it's an entertaining movie. Sure, it's not as good as the original trilogy, but you want an entertaining afternoon, Saturday afternoon TV movie? Great movie. Excellent. Um, I put Iron Man in there because, you know. I'm not putting the MCU as one series. That doesn't work. Right. No. And that's, I was trying to avoid Marvel stuff, but that is absolutely the right call to make. Cause Iron Man is top 10. It's a yeah. lot of fun. A lot of fun. Great and, uh, movie. I also had Wally cause I really like that one. Oh, I didn't even catch Wally. Fantastic catch. Yeah. Great. I went score for like the too. really cheap ones like Hamlet two, which was okay. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, not for that, this particular list. And then, Another one that I remembered wanting to watch and still haven't seen is The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. I mm. wonder if that's any good. I've never seen it. Might have to check it out. 2009. Nine. I have four. I have four as well. So you take the number yeah. one. Mm. Oh, gosh. Probably Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, I missed that. That would have made the list. Yeah, that's for sure underlined. Um, it's... There are some movies here that are more catered towards children, I suppose, but that one is, like, great for adults and kids, so that's definitely yeah, there. Great. This 2009 had my favorite Harry Potter movie, Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. I love Half-Blood Prince. That's my first yeah. one. That so, is my favorite one, too. I didn't know such that a good we movie. Did we know that? Did we do what? Did we know that that, we know that, that is know. our favorite Harry Potter movie? Uh, I don't know. It's a great <laughs> movie. I, I There's not it a lot is. of people who put that as number one, but that's, that's such a good movie. Yeah, it is that one, and then followed quickly by Prince, or not Prince, um, Prisoner, Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner yes. Yep, those are my top two oh, Harry Potter. Oh, amen, like, brother, right there with I you. think the thing I love about Half-Blood Prince is it's a breath of fresh air after all the depressing stuff. I mean, right. don't get me wrong, still gets depressing, but, like, has but genuinely good jokes. And it's a little bit more contemplative, and you know it's setting up big stakes, but the stakes in the movie itself are smaller. It's a lot of relationship stuff and mm-hmm. slow, thoughtful, gorgeous cinematography. Yep, it's one that I like to walk by and just quote, like as I'm leaving the room. Um, I just forgot one that I want. Like, I don't know. She's got nice skin. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Like that whole sequence is amazing. That shot of Harry comforting <laughs> Hermione after the ball or during the ball and mm-hmm. it's snowing in the background is the best shot in the series. Mm. Interesting choice because yeah. there there's so many good shots. I think Dumbledore with the the wand and the ring of fire around him that is, is one great. of my favorite shots. That is great. Oh, so good. So nice. Uh, my, again, this was one, this is one I kind of wrestled with a little bit, but 
I put it on this list not only because I love this movie. It's a top 50 for me of all time. But it harkens back to the old Disney movies like The Computer Who Wore Tennis Shoes, Blackbeard's Ghost, uh-huh. uh, the original Tron. 17 know. Again with Zac Efron. I love that movie. We just watched it last year. I could watch it all the time. Great film. I've never seen it. Highly recommend. Great. Highly, highly recommend. I will check it out. Um, my next one. 2009 Star Trek is a lot of fun to watch. You bet your butt it is. That is you a, bet your I mean, butt that it is. is. That's a great dad movie right there. <laughs> oh, man. I actually... Did I see that with my dad? I think I did. I think I saw it with my dad and my brother, Chris. I think we all saw that one together. That's a, It's so much fun. I know... Say what you will about the way he made changes and things, but that thing just crackles off the screen. Mm-hmm. Well done, JJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. The big blockbuster one that I went for. Uh, again, still holds up excellently. Um, recently, Hans Zimmer was on 60 Minutes, and he talked about that movie, and he had to find a broken, out-of-tune piano to write the theme song for that movie. Yep, think about it. Yeah. That man is just, that was a, by the way, if you have not seen the 60 minute segment of Hans Zimmer, I'll put it in the show notes. It is. Please. I want to see that. That sounds really cool. Yep. Super duper good. Uh, what was your third one? Uh, I, my favorite Quentin Tarantino is Inglorious Bastards. I wrestled with this one. I did. Cause I'm 99% sure I'm going to choose Django. Uh, Django's great. Django's great. Because of the KKK scene, honestly. <laughs> and Glorious Bastards to me, is, I don't know. It's 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 both a great revenge film. It's a celebration of film. And it, I think, is the funniest performance out of a lot of really funny performances in the last decade that we've gotten out of Brad Pitt. His, his performance is just mwah. And some great scene chewing by Christoph Waltz. Oh, I love the movie. Oh my gosh. I will say that's the first leaked script I ever truly got my hands on. Like with a mm. scribbled title page, clearly written on a typewriter. You're the person paragraphs. <laughs> Directors hate him for this one simple <laughs> trick. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen those pop ups in forever, but man, Yahoo Mail had them every day. Doctors hate him. Um,. When I think about Inglorious, I think about two things. One is, I want my scalps, for sure. Mm-hmm. And the second is, my favorite gif of all time came from the scene where he's questioning the Frenchman about people in his basement, and he's kind of like alluding that there are people in the basement. Somebody took that, turned it into a gif, and added some text on it, uh-huh. where it's me on my me at Five Guys on my skip day. Oh, yeah, you said that Christoph to me. Yes. <laughs> you Brad- ordered the... <laughs> You ordered the extra double cheeseburger, did you not? You know this could be the family of four. Are you aware? <laughs> That'll be fourteen ninety five. He's just crying. Oh, my, my favorite, my favorite gift ever made. That is a kills great. me to this you day. You just gotta put that in the show notes. That's good stuff. I will put that in the show notes. Yeah, good. Call. I, I also really lo- love Brad Pitt doing an Italian accent. Buongiorno. So, bon- that's right, because he speaks. He, how much do you speak it? Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wrestle. I wrestled with that one. Because of the four that I was thinking for sure, mm-hmm. Inglorious, District 9, I thought about Moon. District 9. Which one? Moon. Oh, Moon. Moon would have made my list too. Moon is excellent. So, Moon is so I, good. So of the four I was thinking of, those are three of them. The one I picked was The Road, my favorite Cormac McCarthy I, book. 
my favorite book, probably maybe my favorite book. I've never worked up the courage to watch the movie. I adore it. I know I will I adore that movie. Yeah, but at the same time, when it came out in theaters, like I wasn't ready for it because I. That's fair. That was my favorite novel for the longest time, and it still might be. I ordered his new his two books today. I'm looking forward to them coming. This just totally triggered something. Oh my gosh, I forgot a movie. What movie? I don't know what it is about. So I saw The Road with another movie at the same time. And this is one from two. Yep. From one from 2007 because I got the DVDs. I now have to add it to the list because I totally forgot it. And it is 100% on there. So let's see. Go back to 2007, 183, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. I what argue that is probably, um, and the cinematographer's name just left my head. Uh, Robert Roger. Oh, I don't know. Deacons. Oh, Roger that Deacons. Was Deacons. I believe I believe that is his best shot movie. I gotta in my opinion. watch it. It's been a long so, time. Hundred percent. I don't know. Brilliant. I, that. I love that movie. Probably the best Casey Affleck movie that I can think of. <laughs> at least. Oh my gosh. It's one of Brad Pitt's best performances too. Yes. It Not is. comedic. Okay. Sheesh, this might be 101. Um, I left off, but I contemplated The Wrestler, 500 mm-hmm. Days of Summer, Great Ninja movie. Assassin, Marley mm-hmm. and Me, Law Abiding Citizen, Zombieland, and The Hurt Locker. Ah, Those another are good all one. Great movies. However, for the sake of this list, and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, I left them off. I, so. I added one. This, this is one that I haven't thought about much, and it's a shame because it's so much fun. Um, and this, this bumped off. Better movies, to be frank, but I strongly recommend this one. Uh, the Informant by Steven Soderbergh. That's another one I didn't see, but I have written down to see. It is so entertaining. I mean, his dialogue's uh. always snappy and peppy, and you get to watch Matt Damon be a very unlikable, sympathetically unlikable guy. It's really good. Soderbergh did Ocean's Eleven, right? He did. What was his most recent heist movie with Channing Tatum? It was like the NASCAR one. I thought, that oh, was- oh. Super Lo- enjoyable. Logan Lucky. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. That's worth a rewatch. That's a great freaking a great movie. movie. That will probably be on this list. It's a great movie. That's a great movie. Oh, great movie. And then 2010 came along, and this was the most difficult one to pick from. I have nine underlined, but I'm probably only going to go with six or seven of them. I'm going to say six. I went with five. Okay. What you got? Uh, Toy Story 3. Best Pixar movie in my mind. Love that one. You can't see it, people, but I am nodding very, very slowly. From the writer of Little Miss Sunshine. That's right. Yeah. Michael Arndt. Michael Arndt. That's right. The best Toy Story movie for sure. Yeah. Still makes me cry. What do you got? Yep. Same here. 127 Hours. Ooh. One of the better Danny Boyle films. I've not seen that one. stuff is super unapproachable. Like, I know I said Slumdog earlier, but he does train spotting. And he had another one recently with uh, James McAvoy that is that is not accessible at all. Which one is um, that? I can't think of what it is, but Rosario Dawson's in it. He also did, um, uh, what is it, the 2008 Winter Olympics <laughs> something. Oh, that's right. He did, he directed the uh, opening program, I believe, because it was yeah. in England or something like that. Um, 127 Hours, I think James Franco's best movie. Uh, probably one, yeah, next to Slumdog, it's Danny Boyle's best movie, in my opinion, of course. That's been on my list forever. You know what? If it had a better ending, I'd say Sunshine was his best movie. But everybody says that, right? 
Sunshine, Sunshine's 20 minutes away from being perfect. That's an interesting perspective. I But like, it isn't perfect. I like a lot of it. I lo- the music, I think, is the biggest takeaway. That's That soundtrack is like butter. I don't remember mm. the soundtrack. Interesting. I will send you the most... I mean, it's got to be one of the most listened to movie soundtracks. I'll send you the one that they have about restarting the sun. Oh my gosh, great freaking song. And then they had the Adagio and Strings, which was redone for that movie. That's super good. Um, yeah, so you're right. Yeah, the more I think about it, you're right. 20 minutes away. Because then you're just like, where's this Bioshock ending kind of coming from? Right, it just it didn't uh, fit with the rest of the movie. It was this slow, yeah. contemplative sci-fi movie that suddenly turned into something dumb. You know, on that note, I randomly... St- this is for later in the show. I randomly started Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Hmm. How was it? Two, I, two episodes. Not bad so far. Um, hmm. I was doing laundry and watching it, and when my little baby daughter kept turning her head to watch the British show, I had to shut it off. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is, like, addicted to screens, man. Like, the second the screen's on, she's like, I gotta go see what's going well, on. Well, that's it. That's every kid. It's not... Yeah. That's okay, normal. Yeah, that's good. That makes I'm four in, and they always looked at the TV. And they, <laughs> and they always look... Uh, True Grit. Great movie. Great movie. Great, Great movie. dad movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Other Guys is a great also a blast. Dad movie. Yep, I think it's a fall over laughing kind of movie. This is one I'm waffling on. Help me here, Scott okay. Pilgrim. I put it on here. I struggled okay. with it too. I think it's probably my favorite movie of that year. But I also get that it might not have the humor that your average boomer dad is gonna ap- uh, appreciate. That's fair. But I did put it that on. That is fair. That's, a, that's my number five of the year. I'm waffling on Shutter Island. Mm, good movie. Good, good movie. movie. Once you've seen the ending one time, though, you'll it'll never be rewatched again. That's I kind of how I feel about difficulty. it. Difficulty. Yeah. I'm gonna leave it. Now I assume I assume you have Inception on there. I I put that was. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, I have Inception. That's the very bottom of the list. That's yeah. the last one for the episode. I have is Inception. Well, I apologize. I spoiled no. Inception. Not at all. Yep. Not all because the other ones are so. Tell me Social what you got. Social network, kind of. Social network is on my list. Yep. Okay. I think Good. it's just it's you know, it's got great dialogue and it's 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 hip to hate Facebook. It is. I mean, it's, it's Sorkin and it's Fincher. Yeah. What's not to and it's Trent Reznor. What's not to? It's love? great, and and that score sounds really great laid over Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> I did. I did write down. Megamind, How to Train Your Dragon, The Blind Spot, mm-hmm. and Easy A, but I didn't pick them. Okay. All right. What does he I, got? Well, I think that was, let's see, 127 Hours, The King's Speech. King's Speech, great. Scott Pilgrim, True Grit, Social Network, Other Guys, and Inception is what Inception. I'll go with. I've got one more because I really like this movie, and, yeah, I really like Tron Legacy. Oh, good pick. I think that's a fun movie. And I think it might be my all-time favorite film score. Nice. Daft Punk. So fun. Do you have the vinyl? I don't have the vinyl. I have the MP3. That is good enough. I've I've (laughs) eyed that vinyl for years. I just never pulled the trigger. One that I wrote down, uh, mostly because I wanted to remember the director, because he did my favorite movie last year, uh, Let Me In. I wrote it down because it's a remake that a lot of people don't like, but I liked quite a bit. I've heard people really, there's a lot of people like it. I, I have not seen the original or the remake. 
I think you. What I hear is the uh, "let the right one in" versus mm-hmm. "let me in." I feel like everyone always says the the original is better, but Matt Reeves, man, I I would guess that's the only the reason people don't like the remake is they like the original more. I I think that's the only reason people. I think that's the only reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think that happens often where you've got a perfectly great movie that people just can't let the other version out. <laughs> they can't let. They won't let that version they in. They, they won't let it in. They won't let that. They try version to let the in. right one in, but not the. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. But I, I wrote it down because I wanted to remember. So I feel like these will come up in later episodes. I've only seen one of the three Planet of the Apes remake or new prequel thingies. Which one did you see? Like the first one. Oh, so you didn't see the two by Matt Reeves? I know. They're so good. I know, and I they're, they're gonna be on this so list. good. <laughs> I know. That's I, that's I I've only heard they're good. The other one, I think I think it comes out this year even. The I I uh, the fourth one, I think. I, I mean the, those three make a tight trilogy. This one I think is a same universe as the that series but a, a new thing, right? Those I think three, that's right. Look, the first one's good. I like the first one. The second two, Chef's Kiss. I mean, I don't know which one I like more. <laughs> I think it's some of the best work Andy Serkis has ever done. The filmmaking is stunningly gorgeous. The pacing is tight and tense. It's like a coiled spring just waiting to snap in your face. They're oh. so good. Okay. I will definitely check them out then. They're so good. And, that, and then one that I just have to mention, because uh, it's in my top 50 of all time, but I'm, it's, again, not right for this list, Coraline. Coraline's great. Coraline's great. Love Coraline. Love it so much. Uh, and then one I waffled on but eventually took off uh, is Salt with Angelina Jolie. Mm, That's a that super de duper solid action flick. Super solid. Great. And that's list the first of 10 years of the new century. And I think we're way into the 60s of our 100 list. So we'll just see how it goes. Oh, it's going to be more than 100. We'll just see how it goes because that could be like a we're also, to the death. We also have to do like th- th- three years. 2020 to 2023 is going to add over 100 anyways. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It'll be whatever the list wants it to be. Yep. 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 And you guys will just having deal with it. <laughs> Consume the like button in a cannibalistic manner. <laughs> Lick the like button gently in a way that the <laughs> like button likes. <laughs> Put your mask on first and then assist the like button. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Uh, have you been enjoying any movies or shows recently? Not really, but now you just th- actually put the l- lick the like button. Hello, little baby. In my mind, is <laughs> I like that light. I've been playing. I played uh, compulsively over the weekend the video game uh, Mick Pixels Three. I don't know about this. Have you? I didn't either until I downloaded it. It was on Game Pass. Have you ever played WarioWare? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so you know, just mini games just okay. blasting in your face. McPixel yeah. is is uh, click and point point and click adventures answers to WarioWare. It's absurdism. Cool. It's your they have like a scenario that you have to save the day. A train's gonna rush off the cliff, and you've got like three clicks and thirty seconds to save the day. And if you fail, you go to the next scenario. And if you fail, you go to the next <laughs> scenario. If you win that scenario, it comes out of rotation, and then you go to the next one, and then you go back to the first one. And you got to do something else. But oh it's stuff gosh. like you pull the brake handle for the train, and instead it falls off, and it turns out to be a snake. Or there's a fish on the ground, and you try to push the fish in the fishbowl, 
But instead, when you pick the fish up, you throw the fish out the window and put yourself in the fishbowl. There's a lot of peeing on things, and you never know what's going to happen. So it's not. It's it's great. I'll send you a trailer. It's it's worth a couple Please hours do. of your time. The one game that I saw that was similar to WarioWare but very calm is called Courtesy. I think. I don't know that one. And that one just I saw it on Game Grumps, and it was very funny. Just like. You know, it's like standing in a line properly and like, what's the courteous thing to do in this scenario? And you could get it wrong even when you think you're doing the courteous thing. So it's, it, it seems mildly entertaining at best. I don't know if it's worth the full price of a video game these days. Sure. But sure. McPixel, so does that imply there's a McPixel 1 and 2? There's a McPixel 1. There's no McPixel 3. <laughs> <laughs> or 2. Oh my God. I mean, there's no, yeah, there's no, no McPixel 2. Uh, Yeah. My favorite achievement I've gotten in a long time was, you know how in video games everybody asks, can you pet the dog? Yeah. Oh, yes. This achievement is, can you piss on the dog? And the answer is yes. Oh, no. <laughs> but so, yeah, to get it, you pet the dog. And then you go to pet the dog again, but the dog pees on you. And then if you go again, you pee on the dog and you get the achievement. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Now you know. So, well, you sent me the link to join the Skype conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's like working here, out man. just right. Oh, I, I got to tell you, man, uh, since we're already in the section, I read a book that was on, I think, most people's best book of last year. Uh-huh. It is one of it is called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. It's on my li- to my reading list. Yeah, dude. So I That's read the it. video game one. Yes, it is. Yeah. I read it really quickly and I. I cannot think of a book that I have hated more than that one. Interesting. Oh, now I have to read it. I do. And here's the thing. I, I'll talk to you about it off, off air. Cause okay. it'll definitely like ruin my career. Um, but one star, one star. I wrote this scathing essay and I deleted no the whole thing. It, it was so infuriating. So many ways over. I've been looking but forward the one to reading star, it. I can't wait to know what you one, think. The one star is the video games that they invented in the game, in the book. I'm like, I would play all of these to death. Like these all sound amazing, but everything else, pure torture. Interesting. One out, one out of ten. <laughs> I always love contrarian opinions. Those are always always great to hear. Yeah, I'm just waiting. To, we'll see what happens on Goodreads. But um, I read, I finished that book. I started reading the Attack on Titan manga. I'm like nice. eight volumes in. Because that's the thing, manga is you can just breeze. Yeah, you can go true. so fast. Yeah. Um, so I read that, and then what else? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I started Peaky Blinders because I think it's one of the most favorited Netflix shows sure. ever. And, uh, you know, it's it's Celia Murphy, man. Like, the mm-hmm. guy just does good stuff. So far, I'm confused by the whole thing. I'm only two episodes in, but I imagine it's going to get good because why else would so many people love it? I plan on seeing his penis next week. What? Cillian Murphy has a lot. There's a lot of nudity, apparently, in Oppenheimer. There is? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I haven't well, seen it yet. I see. <laughs> well, duh, that's a good point. Huh. Wow, okay, that's weird. The more you know. The more you know. I am also reading, I can't remember the name of this one. It's a John Lang book, which is Michael Crichton's pseudonym when he was writing books to get through med school i'm reading one of his they're look they're nothing they're not high art they're just like fun detective things they're some detectives some heists they're 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 pulp fiction they're a little bit 
crass they're a little bit lewd but they're just they're like they're like a really well-made tv movie where you sit down and you just have a great time from beginning to end that's cool yeah i miss that man so much i do too i do too gosh oh man yeah. mr Crichton. some of my favorite well, uh, are you listening to any new music or any good music these days i'm so bad at getting new music i should do that more how about you um, I'm in this kick right now where there's this band called The National. They're from Cincinnati. They're an indie uh-huh. band. The lead singer is a baritone, so his mm. voice is very deep. Sweet. Um, and I've been I actually I went through three of their records in the last day, and it is very good. But I'm just not sad enough right now to listen to it. <laughs> it's just very sad. Very sad. <laughs> that has its place, but it definitely also it certainly does doesn't have other places. It's got to be the right mood. That's, and that's what my buddy, my buddy Chris was like, yeah, I have to be in the right mood for this. I was like, you know what? You're right. After the third record, I went through all the way. I was like, there, there's a mood that I haven't hit yet. There's and, talent uh, here, but I'm not feeling it at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It definitely feels like one of those bands where like they they write every part first, and they give it to the singer, and they're like, okay, now do whatever you want to do. And he's like, all right, sounds good. And then they just go after it. Um, <laughs> but that's what that's all that, man. That's all. That's all. I've just been playing a lot yeah. of Breath of the Wild. Just freaking love that so game. So good. I still, at some point, I'll get to Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, well, that, that's some point for me as well. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to part two. Uh, we will see you in part three. Uh, please continue to dissect and investigate that like button, and we'll see mm-hmm. you in the next one. Mm-hmm. Adios. Adios.